Hey everyone, welcome to The League Life, episode 23, a very special one. My name is Sam Schnazzi, they call me Schnaz. I'm here in Camperdown, New South Wales, Australia. My colleague, my brother, Nathan Brooks, we call him Brooksy. Brooksy, I don't even know where you are, I should ask, where are you? Monterey, California, the United States of America. Brooksy is in Monterey, California, the United States of America. Right now yeah. in Australia, it is Thursday, 10.15am. Where you are, it is Wednesday evening. Wednesday evening, yeah. So you haven't watched Origin yet because it hasn't happened. <laughs> yeah, I heard, I heard the results, so I'm hoping, fingers crossed, there's a change, eh? So. How's your trip been, Brooksy? It's been wonderful. It's been amazing. Since last time I spoke, I'd flown into San Fran. So I stayed a few days in San Fran and got to game two of the Warriors Thunder Series, which was an amazing win from the Warriors. Then after that, I pretty much trekked over to Toronto and I caught game three and four of the Raptors Cavaliers Series. An amazing city, Toronto, and we've touched on that they will be fielding a rugby league team in the third division of the English competition next year. Mate, it, it's going to be awesome. The there's even talk, like you can hear, you hear about the Wolfpack, you hear about the Wolverines, the national team. Yeah. Man, it's, I, I'm, I'm anticipating that it's going to be a great area to move into and, and rugby league fans. Possibly be good to see the Kangaroos and the Lions doing uh, exhibition games against the Canadian side there. It would be a great trip to, to happen. Yeah. Had such a good time there, Shaz. I've been there before and obviously the Raptors, the Air Canada Centre was amazing. It's a bit like um, Shark Park on a Sunday afternoon. Ooh. Just a tad bit louder, but um, yeah, 20,000 people, just very raucousy, uh, giving it to LeBron, our boy Delhi. And um, yeah, it was an amazing city to, to go to. And now I'm back on the west coast of the US. I attended game seven of the Warriors Thunder match. Ooh, wasn't that um, a cracker? Everyone's been talking about it, yeah. Clay Thompson and, and Steph Curry really took it to the Thunder in the last uh, half of that match. And yeah, the Warriors will be playing the Cavs again in the in the NBA Finals. Now, Brooksy, you know I'm not an NBA connoisseur, but I'm learning every day. And I did watch yeah. that game at work. And yeah. that last, was it three minutes, where there was almost a comeback. And then yeah. Curry got the ball and he was, yeah. I guess, wasting time. And he beat like 13 guys on the on the court. And then went yeah. for a, was it a three pointer he got? Yeah, there. I think there. I think I know which one you mean. Yeah, but the same thing happened in game six and seven. Schnaz. like they really were. Like I guess in in the situation um, in game six they were down, whereas they were up in game seven. But they just closed it out in the last three minutes. And yeah, you could really tell that they knew that they had locked down the series and they were heading to the finals again. And he was doing some ridiculous uh, moves there, Steph. And. He no doubt he's the MVP. Like a lot of people, actually, when they were down three-one in the series, something that I guess rugby league fans can't really can't really experience. I guess the most we can do is one-nil down in Origin. Um, but yeah, it was an amazing feat to win the last three games, one of which was in Oklahoma. And yeah, they just shut it down in the back end of that game. Now give me a quick answer here. Are you going to go to more games before you leave the country? No, I'm done, Schnaz. I'm heading down to LA now, so I'll be here for another week, and then I head back home. So I'll, I'll be hopefully catching a, ga a few games with uh, yourself and some of our fellow colleagues. Give us a, run a rundown. I know it's hard, but a rundown of the experience in the arena. Oh, it, it's just amazing. Like the, obviously, all the free T-shirts uh, that the that the fans get just create that atmosphere. 
like the two games. Well, the, hold, hold up here. Our, our, our listeners are rugby league fans. They don't know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. Tell us what so happens. There is a T-shirt on every seat in the stadium in which uh, fans will, will obviously take home. And it generates that atmosphere. Like, imagine, like, a sea of black and blue. You know, you can see it at some of the games where people bring their jerseys, but they actually give the fans an extra T-shirt to wear during the game to create that visual atmosphere. And then it's just the music. It's the vibe. Like, they they know when to do things with the crowd to pick them up. You know, there's the big screen, which has, has... well, mind you, Kiss Cam wasn't on that much. There was other things that were really funny, like put on your T-shirt or like dancing, like dancing certain dance moves, like the Dougie and like the um, the Bernie, the you know, like from Weekend at Bernie's, like yeah. people doing the dance like Bernie. And like it's just little things like that at every time out that uh, really brings the crowd back into the game. Like the Warriors were down early in game seven and, and that, that sort of stuff really picked up the crowd. They got into the defense, chance out of timeouts, played really good music. They've got a DJ at the Warriors game, Shaz, at Oracle Arena, and he really sets the mood during the match and at halftime as well. Like, it's an amazing experience. You're a pretty friendly guy. You're probably the friendliest guy I've ever met, actually, and I'm not even mucking around <laughs> here. You're a very friendly guy. What's the experience been like? Australian on his own in the arena. Everyone will probably love you. Oh, right? they love it as soon as because I'm very vocal at the games. Like I, I'll pick a side and I'll, I'll go for them. So a few people were picking up on the accents, asking me about Bogut, for instance, or mm. or Deliver Dover in the other series in the Cleveland Toronto games, and it and it's great, you know. Like that, that I, I've, I've followed basketball for quite some time now, Schnaz, mm. uh, and and yeah, my knowledge is quite good with the NBA, but. Like, those guys were quite surprised at that and enjoy that there is someone from overseas there enjoying the game with them, with their with the home team fans. Now, we're going to keep the America experience going throughout this episode because it's going to become yeah. topical. So just bear with us, Brooksy. I know you want to talk a whole lot more about your trip and you'll be, no, you'll be given good. that opportunity, I promise you, and I know that our listeners want to hear about it too. Just on a personal note, how was your uh, weekend with our friend Dwayne Allen? Oh, it was pretty good. Yeah, we went and watched uh, Game 6 at this uh, this place down in the south of the city in San Francisco where there was all food trucks. Okay. And um, it was really good. We, we got to watch the game. We caught up and we had dinner the night before with his, um, with his partner, Christina. It was awesome. It was great to spend some time with him. Hey, man, who's that cat coming down the street? I don't know, but it's time for me like that different man with the bone. Sure having himself a ball. <laughs> Welcome back to The League Life. Now, Brooksy, I've got to let you know something. I finally went to Surly's in Surrey Hills. Oh, you did? How good is it? Yeah, I loved it. I have to say, it was less of a sports bar than I thought it might be, and I'm kind of glad it was. It just was more of an American bar with a bunch of screens. So you could watch sport there, but it it didn't consume you. Yeah, it's it's awesome like that, Schnaz. Sorry, I was having a sip of a beer. (laughs) You got me. 
Now, what, what beer are you drinking? I'm drinking a Amber Ale. It's called the Fat Lip. It's Californian. Okay. Uh, 5.5%. So let's see how the rest of this podcast goes. Uh, <laughs> she keeps bringing him over. <laughs> so I went to Surly's, had a great time with my friend Rebecca yeah. and T-Bone and Sarah caught up T-Bone. And we went to watch uh, a lady called Claire Bowen, and she's from the show Nashville. She's an Australian singer in the show Nashville. She did a show oh. at the uh, Oxford Arts Factory. Pretty good. Pretty good. It was yeah, packed. Nice. Couldn't move. But I just had to let you know that I went to Surly's, and I believe you've seen a film that you want to recommend. Saw uh, the good guys, Ryan Gosling and, and South Sydney primo Russell Crowe. It was actually quite good. Gosling, he yeah, he's getting better with every film. As I mentioned before, I saw The Big Short on the way over. I'm definitely developing some sort of a man crush, probably on a two out of ten compared to your Cooper Cronk one. Mm. But um yeah, it's it's definitely it's it's clicking over the notches. I'm, I'm, it's making its way up to the fives, but yeah, he uh he was quite good. It's a comedy, so like private eyes, very good, worth a watch. Now you went there, I'm gonna go there one day, buddy. Cooper Cronk, yeah. the ankle, it stood up. Literally it yeah. stood up. It was purple, it was bruised, just like all good Melbourne Storm players. And he was victorious last night. I believe the score was 6-4 in a very torrid, tight, state-of-origin game one 2016 contest. I was lucky enough to sit in my warm apartment in Newtown and watch it at the glorious time of 8.23 or something. Is that when the kickoff was? <laughs> well, put, put it this way, half-time... Uh, second, sexy, half start, second half started at like 9.20 or something. It was ridiculous. <laughs> the sexy new time slot of 8.23, yeah, <laughs> Yeah, it's perfect for, um, <laughs> perfect for anyone who doesn't have to go to bed that night. Brooksy, how did you go about watching it? Was it easy? Was it hard? Impossible? Oh, schnaz. Let's get, let's get into the game first and we can go through it. Okay. And then I'll tell you what my experience of NRL has been over here. The game schnaz. was dour. Yeah, that's what... I looked at the stats... And it looked pretty even. It was. Like I was looking, the errors were six all, the penalties were four all, the forced dropouts were four all. Oh, sorry, Queensland made three more tackles mm. and they made 46 more run meters. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think you can get much more of an even contest. I heard there was a bit of an uproar with the bunker. <laughs> well, they kept coming in and out whenever they sort of felt like it. As that, a good bunker should. And they didn't, they didn't feel like it all <laughs> the time, so it was a bit of an issue. Yeah. Um, were they making the right decision, Schnaz? Well, they were, but then they chose not to make other right decisions. So, ah, okay. Really... So the consistencies. This is the thing, isn't it? Yeah. Consistency's the problem. Yeah, it was, and... all, it was all around, you know, drop balls, who touched the ball first, that kind of thing. And so they'd yeah. come in on one occasion, but then another occasion they wouldn't. And uh, I think New South Wales got the better of it, and I'm not suggesting that's on purpose. It's just how it was. Uh, Josh Morris almost scored towards the end, which would have won the match. I saw that. They got the call right, but the, mm. the referee went with try on the field, so it was yeah. a bit of a contentious one again. It sounded like the bunker uh, had justification as to why he, he grounded the ball short yeah. from what I saw in the highlights. Yeah, yeah so I think any kind of fair-minded I, fan would be okay with that one, yeah. but there were a few other weird decisions, and especially yeah. the timing of them. So I think they need to really make a call either all the time or not at all. It's I, been I, the issue since the video ref came into play. Like, let's be, yeah. let's be honest here. 
Oh, by the way, Schnaz, um, mm. if you hear a big cheer in the background, I'm at this sports bar at the San Jose Sharks, another team from the Bay Area are playing at the moment. So it'll be, it'll be a goal to the Sharks if you hear a big cheer. There's quite a few people here. Well, look, I'm going to just drop that in. I'm going to drop this in, Brooksy. I've muted my TV screen and I've got it on because I, I don't mind a bit of NHL and you know I like a bit of Sharkies, so I'm with you. I'm, I'm probably on All a 30-second right, delay, but, you know. Yeah, let's do a test. Tell me what the time is now. <laughs> I can't see that far from my TV, but it's on. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm sort of sitting, uh, sitting at an angle, but so we're almost we're almost together. Yeah, doing sorry. This, you know, hey, no worries at all. But yeah, well, what I saw from the New South Wales try, Shnaz, Cordner and uh, Malo- your boy Maloney. Yeah, yeah, probably Combining. a one a one meter forward pass, but you know. Didn't he do a 10-metre pass in the grand final in uh, 2013 anyway? I'm going to stick up for Jimmy Maloney. He had a pretty good game. I think uh, there was yeah. an issue with one, well, with their try in defence. He wasn't overly great, but his defence yeah, was a I lot. Yeah, I saw that. His defence wasn't really an issue aside from that, as, as yeah. silly as a statement as that is. Kicking game was really good. Uh, he, was, he was heavily involved. I, I thought Reynolds went pretty good as well. Yeah, uh, I think that there was an issue with the New South Wales attack, but it wasn't necessarily to do with the halves, and they they tended to want to go around them rather than through them. And, and most Origin victories will come through the middle and then work the ball out. So it wasn't yeah. until Fafita and probably Clemmer, even Papali for the other team, came on that they looked to expand at all. Like there was no real offloads or anything, and. Then the subs came on and it got a little bit more exciting and you thought it might break either way, but it didn't. Some of the bench players were, really stood up. Like, as you mentioned, Fafita, Clemmer, Papali, Maguire were really good. And Absolutely. I heard that the New South Wales front row weren't too good, the starting front row. They probably didn't do anything wrong, but as I said, they were not really dominant in the middle, which is what they wanted to be. Till the other big fellas on the bench came on. So I think that any any kind of changes, you're probably looking at, I think the back row, guys like J- Josh Jackson, Greg Bird, you could probably lose one or two of those guys and bring in your Cartwrights. Bryce Cartwright, yeah. and we talked about him being one of the informed players in the competition. They go out on a limb and pick Dylan Walker, mm-hmm. and he gets nine minutes. Like to me, that's I've been watching the NBA and the and the coaching and uh, can can really affect a game. That to me is a ridiculous, ridiculous decision from Laurie Daly well, to put it, someone it, like Dylan Walker in and play him for not even ten minutes it goes and have back to, Bryce Cartwright not play at all. Like it's ridiculous. Brooksy, what's ridiculous is the fact there's like a seventy-year-old man still running the show with a team that's won one out of ten series. Yeah, uh, I'm not a huge Bozo fan. It doesn't matter. I respect him quietly in, in a lot of regards, but you know what's he still doing there? They can deny all they want that Dylan Walker was not his decision, but we all know it, it was. Yeah. He hasn't been in form. It's not a yeah. slight on the guy. He can play. No. But he hasn't been in yeah. form. Yeah. Cartwright has been in form. Being great in the back end of that game to you know throw the ball around and get some second phase. From what I saw from Walker, he didn't have a run. He made 11 tackles. He wasn't really involved in the attack in those last nine minutes. He made a I very think... crucial uh, error as well. He, playing the ball, he, he sort of went to the penalty and then just went, nah, that's a scrum, buddy. So, oh, he did make a, he, he did have a run, did he? Yeah. I, I, don't, like, I don't even really I think that's a him. massive balls up, Schnaz. Yeah, I is. honestly think, like, you need someone who can change the game to come on in the last nine minutes. 
I don't know if Dylan Walker's in the top 10 of they, walkers that could yeah. have done that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I don't, I don't know. Look, I'm not trying to be harsh on him in particular. No, I'll tell I'm you what to be they harsh have done, on Richie. Fulton and Daly and the team for, for that selection because Loz is blowing up about the officiating during that game. Uh, it's a two-point game. Yeah. And you, you, you haven't selected the right bench to to finish off that match. I'm sorry. The, the reason the reason Laurie I... needs to be called out here. I think Daly is massively at fault because he kind of went with that mentality, that NRL mentality where I've got the extra back on the bench. I'm going to give him 10 minutes and see what happens. He should have brought him in. If, if he's going to persist with someone like Dylan Walker, bring him yeah. on at the 25-minute mark. He comes out a dummy half. He's electric. He's elusive. He gets yeah. 10 minutes of origin time. And we all know yeah. that as cliched as it is, Origin is a different game. You give him yeah. 10 minutes then, maybe 15, and then yeah. bring him on in the 65th, 70th minute and try and break the game again. At least he has that experience. He's got that knowledge. He knows how fierce it is. And it, and it gives him 20, 25 minutes to do something. I mean, it's not even really the kid's fault. You look at the stat here, Schnaz, 71% of the game was played in New South Wales half. Mm. And, that's, and that's where they needed someone to be able to get them out. Like, yeah, if you you want to use Walker, use him out of dummy half, get him over, get over the advantage line, push the Queensland pack back, uh, the mm. Queensland defensive line back. Mm. But clearly it didn't happen throughout the course of the game. 71% in your own half. Mm. No wonder they scored four points. That, to me, is a very crucial stat. I did say that it was quite even, but that one was the one that stood out and obviously is something that's really troubled the New South Wales team in the past decade. Josh Morris was pretty disappointing. I mean, Ferguson was okay. He didn't really do anything yeah. too bad. And, and I could sort of see his relevance there. Mm. Uh, Morris was just... He made some errors and didn't really contribute much. My only fear there is they're going to just replace him with your mate Dugan if he's fit, which I don't know if he will be. I, just, I think there's got to be another answer somewhere. I think Dugs is having an operation, so he's going to be out at least four weeks. Okay. From what I read, but... Anyway, we're harping on too much about New South Wales. Let's give the, the Maroons, the Cane Toads, yeah. a bit more credit. Who did you like, Schnaz? Who was there? Matt Gillette scored 32 tries or something in the game on the graphic. <laughs> yeah, the man Matt of the Beck. match, uh, Matt Gillette, the Channel 9 man of the match. The graphic yeah. popped up and said 32 tries. Uh, he, was, he was good. I don't know if he was man of the match, but he was very good on that edge. Um, as mm. you said, Josh McGuire was really effective when he came on. Yeah. Uh, the usual guys. Corey were all, Parker. Yeah, the usual guys were all pretty good. Sam Thayday looked pretty pretty good. Like he sort of lifted a bit from NRL level. Um, you know, Kevy's got a good. Kevy Walters got a good team there, and I, I think he'll be sort of thankful for the win. As you said, it was so tight. But unfortunately for New South Wales, they now have to go up north, and you know what that's like. Um, yeah, that's a that's a loss. Yeah, it's <laughs> Generally, a loss. Yeah, it's a loss. But look, the, the thing for me is like. You know, your boy Valentine taking his buddies out to um, mm. to the Fortitude Valley mm. for the night. Mm. You know, they don't even they're not even using those guys. No. It's quite embarrassing for the New South Wales fans if they go down three 0 in this series. So they need to get a win somewhere. Mm. And whether it be at a dead rubber in game three or try and steal game two, maybe yeah. come back and win it. But like with all the players that are out who are going like a lot of them are gonna be the future for Queensland. I'd say who was good he had a shaky start, but he was actually really good, was Moylan at fullback. Yeah. And I think that, I mean, him and Tedesco can probably fight it out, but yeah. Moylan was really good, and 
I think that's the way to go for New South Wales game two. Don't make a whole lot of changes, but I think that yeah. bring in Bryce Cartwright, maybe bring in a younger centre. I mean, look, even if you want Dylan Walker there, play him in the centres, get rid of Morris. Yeah. Don't put Dugan there if he's fit, which he said he won't be. But yeah. I think they need to get out of this mindset of, of sticking, you know, sticking with the players. Uh, they've got to pick on form. Adam Reynolds was, was good. Like he, yeah. he probably could have been more dominant, but his kicking game was really good. It's probably good to get that one under his belt, yeah. you know, grind out. He, yeah. His kicking game will probably improve in his, in his second origin appearance. Yeah. Like, you know, there's, there's, you can't, like, you know, it's the worst thing. And I know we're, I've just banged on about Dylan Walker and it's not more so much him. It's the, mm. it's the role that he was given. Mm. Like, we can't really give these guys a one one game and then never see him again, yeah. you know, sort of treatment. I, I remember you guys, I saw you guys did a graphic the Fox Sports Lab, my former employers, did a, a graphic about how many players both teams have used over the course of Origin. Mm. And it's like an 80-player difference or something ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. And that's due to the fact that, you know, there, there has been a bit, of, uh, a bit of chopping and changing in the last few years. Sorry, I'm just trying to find it on my phone here, Shnad. It's due to um, the fact that New South Wales is run so poorly. I mean, forget about, you know, the government and state elections, Brooksy. Look at the football yeah. team. I mean, as we said, Bozo's been in charge forever. He's a dinosaur. And yeah. they need a different team. You just can't keep playing the same guys. And as I said before, a fellow like Fafita came on. Yeah, he can win it or lose it for you. But sometimes you need that. As opposed to a yeah. guy who's going to do the grind and 10-meter hit-up and, you know, 30 tackles. You need a bit of flair. And I think that they're so stuck in this state of origin you know, legendary kind of fascination. Yeah. They think every game's going to be 6-4, and they're not. It's been proven that they're not. The next two will blow out a little bit, and you're going to need to score, what, at least 20 points up there to win the game. I was thinking about it as a Dragons fan as well, as a New South Wales fan. You know, I'm undeterred by it. Like, it's like, oh, yeah, this is pretty regulation. Like, we try and hold teams to six points, but generally we want to score 12 or eight not four, or, or let them score 10, let them score 12, and we'll get 14 or 16 or whatever, 13. But, yeah, generally New South Wales get 10. It's it's like these, they, they have the team to do the job, but then that team can't really go on and score points. Full credit to Queensland. Like It looks like uh, GI looked good in the centres as well, and I can't see them, uh, unfortunately, the Blues going up to Suncorp and winning, even if they, well, whether they keep the team or change it. And it's just it's just a matter of trying to find that team that's that's going to do the job. And whatever way we go, we're stuck in that spiral now. Mm. That it's like if we stay, well, Queensland might have better talent than the team that we're going to put that we put out in game one. Mm. You know, when all those guys come back into the squad next year. But then if we keep changing, we're not getting any continuity. And that's where I think Queensland, for lack of better words, a mind screwing us every year. Queensland are just like, hey, we can rest, we can we can suspend a handful of guys each season and we'll probably come <laughs> home with a 2-1 win. Hey, go out to the valley, have a good time. Come on, live yeah, it up, yeah, boys. Exactly. Yeah, Brooksy, we're almost at the end of our uh, inaugural 2016 Origin Wrap, but we're going to talk about the Channel 9 coverage very briefly. Let me tell you about this. Sam Friday yeah. interviewed after the match was asked, how was the experience? How was it? He said, it was a bit like losing my virginity. It was tough work, but we got through it. 
What about that? Uh, one of these Broncos guys in there. It wasn't um, James Roberts said he had more speed than uh, than uh, Oxford Street? <laughs> yeah. And now we've got an analogy of losing your virginity. Like, what a great bunch of blokes uh, <laughs> that we've got to get in, doing interviews. Look, it's something you would probably say when the cameras aren't on. And to, like, you know the players saying that amongst themselves to millions of people particularly kids who really look up to these guys i don't know it's a bit crass like it's it's you need to show a bit of class here and and that's you know it's it's all right and he's a bit of a jokester and i don't mind sam thiday i think he's got a great sense of humor and and look if he said that to me i'd laugh but you've got to think about the audience as well I, i guess brooksy to be fair when he was interviewed uh, straight after the match, the time was eleven thirty-three, so the kids were all in bed. <laughs> so maybe, maybe he did have a maybe he asked the uh, the floor manager that uh, what time is it? Can I go with this joke? Because I've got a really good one. Now, because I'm sure these guys do a bit of prep before the games, just to, you know. I'm get, if I if I get interviewed, a bit like our podcast, there, Brooksy. Not this week, Naz. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of uh, social media uh, respect and talk about Channel Nine going to air and having a female host state of origin. Yeah. And oh, that you was... read my mind, Schnaz. I was going to ask you about how Yvonne went. Yeah, Yvonne Sampson. And I have to say that she did pretty good. And I wouldn't good expect stuff. anything less. I mean, she's professional. And, you know, even Erin Mullen, who some people like, don't like. She's, they're very professional yeah. um, talents. And the fact that they're women... It has nothing to do with anything, and if you think that, then you're like Bob Fulton and you're a dinosaur. I'm sorry to break that here, but here in The League Life, we're very much about a fair go in all walks of life and all manners of it, and I thought she was pretty good. She's very pro-Queensland, I'll tell you that. Yeah, she's a Queensland, and that's yeah. fine. That's cool. Like yeah. Everywhere I go in, in the States, there's female leads, um, female hosts. Yeah. You've got Rachel Nichols is hosting her own NBA show on ESPN. You've got Erin Andrews that we've known from... NFL and college football. You've got Jamel Hill's got her own show with another gentleman called His and Hers. Yep. You've got Michelle Beadle on Sports Nation. These these females are doing such a wonderful job for sport in America. And you, you're hard impressed to find any backlash towards how they perform. And, and this is this is where we're at. And this is if you don't like it, then I'm sorry, things aren't going to change. It's it's amazing to see this different perspective. I've been actually listening to Rachel Nichols' podcast. Her show, The Jump, is a daily podcast, and it's great. It's like 20 minutes, NBA banter. Like, it's got um, Tracy McGrady, generally, one of the ESPN journalists. Michael Rappaport, one of our favorite mm. podcasters, is on there from time mm. to time. Mm. Um, it's, it's awesome. It's good, and she does such a well-scripted start to the show. And you can tell she's writing it and, and putting her spin on it. And it's amazing. And this is where we're getting at with Lara Pitt on at Fox. Megan Barnard's getting a gig this year on Friday Night Football, which I yeah. hope continues. And yeah. I hope she gets a bigger role in that. This is good. And because they're really good. Everyone sort of, I've seen things on social media. And it's very intimidating to be in that circumstance, particularly in rugby league. I remember, I remember from the Fox days, even just, you know, being a fan as such. Like, Hang on, you know, did, you just, seeing, did you just say, I remember from the Fox days? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, Which was like, what, like, 20, 20 days ago? Yeah, but also when I first started there six years ago, <laughs> like when you bump into like Warren Smith or yeah. Vossi, or, yeah. it's intimidating. And these, these ladies are actually talking about the sport yeah. and going back and forth with them. And... It, 
you really need to consider that it's an amazing job that they're doing. And I, hopefully it'll start there actually be like somewhat pioneers of, um, you know, females having shows like full on rugby league shows in the future because the talent's out there. You see it on the podcast as well, Schnaz. Mm. You got Mary with Ladies Who League, who's a really good pod, which is a really good podcast. Mm. I've started listening to a bit more now that I'm traveling, and it's like it's great to see. It's a it's a different spin to um, what the ex players and uh, like the the male journalists mm. give, and that's what we need to grow this. We need to grow this game even further, and it's not just with males; it's it's with females and being able to really get everyone together in such it's an awesome sport let me ask you this Brooksy let me ask you sorry I'm going off a bit there sorry well you've had like 18 years I think it's a fat lip I don't know (laughs) let me ask you this running one (laughs) the criticism that (laughs) the criticism that women face in rugby league media is that an Australian sport problem or is it just rugby league do you think I reckon it just shows you that we're probably a couple of decades behind the US and, and the UK in terms of that. It's not a league thing, it's an Australian thing. Forgive me for not knowing her name, the new yeah. host of the footy show in the AFL yeah. got the gig. There was huge backlash with her getting that wrong. Okay. Sam Newman sort of led that. And it was like, <laughs> dude, come on. Like, you're the face of the show. You need to, it doesn't matter what you think, you've got to make sure that this ship's running smoothly. Yet he's, he's sort of, you know, saying some things that are other people are like, whoa, Sam's got a bit to say about this, you know? We had Mel McLaughlin who moved from Fox to Channel 10 to cover the uh, Australian domestic cricket. And she got a lot she's, of exposure just because she was Mel and she was a woman. I mean, yeah. is that, I mean, that's a positive thing, don't get me wrong, but is it a, I think, I think well, I've, I've answered my own question. I think Australians <laughs> do freak out when there's like a lady up there talking about sport. The years that I've followed sport, there's been like Karen Ty on the ABC, Dev Spillane, Joanna Griggs doing the tennis. Like we've had, we've had quite a few, but it still hasn't. We haven't really cracked it yet mm. in terms of the respect, and and that's just it's just amazing because all those ladies that I've just described have been amazing in their jobs and, and have done a heck of a job. And then you see some guys. I, I don't really necessarily want to call some of them out. They're not up to speed. Mm. Like, and it's like, what, you've got a trendy haircut and you look good in a suit. Is that like prerequisites now? Like, <laughs> there's, some of them just don't have any personality. And it's like, guys have to have something, something different, like to bring to the table because 99% of the people doing that job are males. Yeah. And it's like, it's time that, you know, we do get a bit of a balance and, and hopefully that, that happens. You know, I'm, I'm enjoying what we're seeing at the moment. And, and, you know, we've worked with quite a few people at Fox. And I'll tell you what, some of them would, would do really well in front of the camera. Brooksy, keep drinking your fat lip. I'm going to go get a cup of tea because I'm not doing too well. We'll be back very shortly after this break. Yeah. And we're going to talk more NRL or, in fact, start talking about NRL. We're back in a sec, guys. Hi, uh, Nikki. This is Mike. I met you at the, um, at the Dresden uh, tonight. Uh, I just called to, to say that I had a great time. And you should call me tomorrow or in uh, two, two days, uh, whatever. Anyway, uh, my number is 213-555-4679. Hi, this is Nikki. Leave a message. Hi, uh, Nikki. This is Mike again. I, I just called because it sounded like your, your machine might have cut me off when I, when I, uh, before I finished leaving my number. 
Anyway, uh, and you know, and also, um, sorry to call so late, but you were still at the Dresden when I left, so I knew I'd get your machine. Anyhow, uh, uh, my number is 21... Two one three five 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 four six seven nine. That's it. Just want to leave my number. I didn't want to think I was uh, weird or desperate. Or... We should just uh, hang out and uh, see where it goes because it's nice and uh, you know no expectations. So okay, thanks a lot. Bye bye. So schnoz, NRL time now. There was a there was only four games in round twelve, and your boys didn't play but came out of it very nicely. I'm led to believe by looking at the ladder. Look, they did. The ladder does not lie. No, it, ne- it never does. The Dragons beat the Cowboys in fourteen to ten. Yeah. If you want to, listen, sorry, if, sorry, I re- I was following that one. If you want to uh, hear about that, go to the Dragon Den. Dragonden.com.au. And what else happened? The, the West Tigers upset the Broncos at Suncorp. So. Essentially, Melbourne... What a swing. Yeah, Melbourne and Cronulla are now four points. Um, yeah, clear on 20 clear. points. And then Woo-hoo. the Sharks play the Dogs this Monday night, and they lost as well, and they're in fifth spot. So there could be a six-point gap between first and and fifth, depending on what happens, of course. It's- Exactly, it's opening up. So, so the latter, as I see it right now, Shnaz, Cronulla and Melbourne on twenty. You got twenty points difference on them. Yeah, and then you've got the Broncos and the Cows on sixteen. Now four that's, points. That's the other thing, Brooksy. That the four teams in the top four, their differentials are now pretty close to each other. Yeah, so you got Melbourne one eleven. You guys, the Sharks one thirty one. Cowboys 136 and Broncos 157. So the Broncos with the slight edge over the Cowboys and, and the Sharky. Yeah. But it's all but it's you... all sort of relative now. I mean, I remember years gone by, 2008, Cronulla came first with Melbourne and Manly at the end of the regular round. But we were finished third because of the terrible for and against. But this year, it's a lot closer at the moment anyway. You've got Canterbury on 14, Parramatta on 14, for the we moment. have to keep saying 14. <laughs> um, and, and they just snuck home against Newey. Yeah. Well, who, who knows what that, that might do for them <laughs> in terms of uh, maybe coming 15th. Um, Canberra on 13. Yeah. And then you've got the, a big win for the Dragons, Shaz. Yeah. Big so win. Hear. So Penrith, <laughs> Penrith, South, Titans, and St. George. Oh, I nearly said Illawarra. Oh, ho, ho, ho. Imagine the emails. Imagine the emails coming through from Cogra. We've got a hundred years of history. How dare you refer to yeah. that Wollongong team? And then you're, yeah, you're I was only at eighteen. Your reply and you wanted to his challenge in ninety-two. Your reply could be Brooksy. Well, hey, buddy, your Cogra is now called University of Wollongong Stadium. Exactly. And so, yeah, those four teams are on twelve, and then you've got three teams on ten: Manly, Tigers, and Warriors. Mm. And then we won't even bother about the Roosters and the Knights. Uh, <laughs> Roosters on six, Knights on three. So, interesting round. And the Raiders-Bulldogs, I guess that was a, a big win, like you said. Raiders still, obviously, in the top eight. And that gap is opening. And I think we did, you know, like these four teams have sort of been predicted as coming in the top four. Like from us, when we were talking about it, we are not surprised with this before. Yeah. I'm sure yeah. everyone was thinking another Brisbane Cowboys grand final and... 
and you know the Sharkies and Melbourne look good, but yeah, it's starting to really shape the top half anyway of the eight. So, and you look at that, the Warriors in 14th on 10 points. Discount Para, you've got what's that make it three, six, nine teams that are vying for the bottom four spots at the moment. Yeah, I think you know that doesn't yeah. mean things can't change. I mean. I'm not having a shot here, but you've seen Dragons teams in recent times, you know, lead the comp yeah. and then fall down a bit. And it would probably take some injury crises and that kind of thing for that to happen. But we're halfway there. And the teams in the top four are thankful, but there's a long way yeah. to go. But it is very yeah. interesting how it's breaking up. And it shows how important each game is. I mean, from my perspective, the Cronulla Dogs game this week is huge because not only stay on top of the ladder, but it gives you that buffer from fifth spot, like I said before. So, And you look at, like, I sort of ruled out the Roosters, but Schnaz, they've got three of their next four games at home. Mm. This is going to be a real test. They need to at least get three out of these four. So they've got the Tigers at home, Storm at home, Warriors away, Bulldogs at at home, so that's not including buyers. The Roosters, or oh, they, they might have one more buyer somewhere in there. Mm. So they need to get six, eight points out of those four to really be in contention. Because you look at the, you look back at the ladder. If, if all of them don't play, the, that gives them fourteen points. And as we mentioned before, Penrith and three other teams are on twelve. Yeah. So they need to start making some moves on the top eight. Otherwise, they're gone. And that's and this is so. This is a big month for them. I mean, I, you've you've heard me talk ad nauseum about how State of Origin does suspend and wreck the NRL competition. And some yeah. people come out of that really good. Some don't. A team like the West Tigers, you know, if they're facing the full Brisbane team, they're probably not going to get away with that game. But they, yeah. to their credit, they played really well. It was a it was a good game and. Yeah, and uh, Milford and Hunt just couldn't get the job done at the end in a field goal scenario. The Tigers are slowly improving. I don't think they're going to make the eight. But they're slowly improving yeah. and showing signs. Elijah Taylor looked good from the highlights, Naz. Yeah, he's busy. He's solid. I, I can't believe. <laughs> he's busy. <laughs> no, he is. I can't believe another team would let him go. Dan, I heard that Gus is going to be uh, turfing Seguiaro next season. Correct. He makes more moves than a gypsy, Naz. <laughs> like he just he just can't stick it with the squad. He's, I think Grevesmill's at, at Penrith already after you know, like a bit of negotiations with South after mm. them signing him for twenty seventeen and beyond. Like what's going on? Well, uh, he's, anyway. He's not alone there. There's a lot of player movements. I'm not sure he has been named, but uh Junior Paulo has moved. So Junior from, Paulo's in Canberra? Yes, he's been he's been named. I think the NRL have to clear it, but yeah. Uh, he's been named as 18th man, I believe. Conrad Harrell has also been named, I believe, on an extended bench for the Titans this week. I love it. I, this Titans team is starting to, you know, it's starting <laughs> to come together. This is our boys. This is going to be like a party team. I think. I think they're going to scrape into the eight and cause some, cause some drama. Five v eight. Who knows? You know what we but should yeah. do? We should have an end of season league life podcast party and watch a Titans finals game with all of our listeners and the Parramatta fans them too. as we said you know with the Pete's the Pete's uh, the yeah. Surface Paradise group now I know you've been dying to talk to everyone about yeah. Tarek Sims you've got let's give you a minute 20 go oh I don't need that much three years 1.2 million it's 400 a season and the salary cap's going up in the next couple of years bargain deal schnaz 
bargain deal. I love it. Do you need him? That pack now, like you've got Armout, Cooper, Frizzell, DeBellin, Sims, maybe. Like this could be a real good forward pack heading into the into the finals. But we just got to fix the for and against up. What is it at the moment? <laughs> in the high 90s, minus 90. Newcastle yeah. scored some points in the weekend, so. I know, they're catching up. The 263, minus 263 to 99. There is. <laughs> uh, they gonna, didn't actually catch up, but yeah. Are you going to punt, uh, what's his name, Thompson? Are you going to punt him? Oh, we've got Joel. Yeah, we've got Joel. Imagine him coming off the bench. Love it. Even Tariq off the bench, like in the back end of the season. Like, just get him, get him from, like, I'm sure this can work. Is this what you need, Brooksy? No, no, we need a lot more, Schnaz. Okay, okay. <laughs> but yeah, it's a, it's a start. Okay. It's a start in the right direction. He's coming home, it's good. All right, that's a minute 20. That's enough about Tariq Sims. Perfect. Let's have another drinks break and we'll come back and I've got something different to discuss with you about the National Rugby League. Stick tight, my friend. Have a fat lip. I just got out of a six-year relationship, okay? That should help explain why I'm acting so weird. I just wanted you to know that. It, it's not you, it's me. I'm sorry. Hi, this is Nikki. Leave a message. Hi, Nikki. This is this is Mike. Could you just uh, call me when you get in? I'm going to be up for a while, and I'd just rather speak to you in person instead of trying to fit it all into... The... Hi, this is Nikki. Leave a message. Uh, Nikki and Mike... This, is, uh, this, just, this just isn't working out. I, I think you're great, but uh, I, maybe we should just some, take some time off from each other. It's not you, it's me, it's what, it's what I'm going through. All right, uh, it, it's, it, it's only been six months. Mike? Nikki, great! Did, did you just uh, walk in or were you, were you listening all along? Don't ever call me again. Welcome back to The League Life, episode 23. Did you know, Brooksy, that 23 is the jumper of Michael Jordan and LeBron James? Schnaz, you're speaking my language here. And Draymond Green of the Warriors. Him too. Who else is Shane Warne was 23? I was once 23. Now, Brooksy, while you've been away, you've missed yeah. all sorts of things. And I don't really have the time or energy to go into all of them. But what I want to tell you about is yeah. that something that we've probably discussed over the years came into fruition. Offspring's back. Offspring, the TV show. Asha Ketty. No, it's not back. Not mm. back. Hey, I believe you went to the Full House house. Oh, of course. Fuller House house. The original Full House house. Yeah, at Alamo Square. The painted ladies, as they like to refer to them. CJ wouldn't uh, come out. I was calling her. I think she was my first crush. Schnaz. Really? Who was your first crush? Andrew Heddinghausen? That <laughs> was like third... You know who I loved was, it wasn't First Crush, but it was Wendy James from Transvision Vamp. The band Transvision Vamp, Wendy James. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. For all you people that are under the age of 40, they were a a band back in the 90s. Forget the music. Oh, my God. Clean up in (laughs) aisle one. Speaking of great TV and entertainment and music and First Crushes, Brooksy. Uh, Tuesday night was the premiere of episode one of the NRL Rookie. Oh, yes. Now, if you're not familiar with what that is, it's basically a talent contest for rugby league players to get an NRL contract. And I think it's an absolutely fantastic concept. You and I have discussed it in the past. Channel 9, to their credit, have done it. 
Now, based on episode one, I didn't love it, but I certainly got through the episode and I hope it does improve in the way it's presented. It was, it was decent. Like, it wasn't too bad. You know what the funny thing is with those shows, Schnaz? Like, I was thinking about it the other day because I did see it on my Twitter timeline somewhere. And I was like, you know what? This person that wins this, this competition, how hard is it going to be for him to be an actual NRL player with all the heckling <laughs> and jokes and ribbing from his own teammates? Mm. Hey, rookie. You know, like, <laughs> go get me a Gatorade. Or, hey, rookie. <laughs> drop and give me 20. You know, like... <laughs> It's not like, you know, when, when people win the block, like other construction workers out there are like, oh, there's bloody uh, Jody and Tim from uh, 2013, the block. You know, like people, people like sort of, you know, go, oh, congratulations, good on you. Like, yeah. you know, oh, now I'm going to spend 400 grand more than I should on your house because I know you. So but what, what you're saying is rookie, when, when the Melbourne Storm opposed this rookie, Craig Bellamy's in the sheds going, and this guy thinks... He's the NRL rookie and he's the best. But you know what? Let's show yeah. him what rugby league's about. Rub his face in the dirt, all that kind of stuff. That's what you're Rooney saying. Valu, I'm the real rookie here, buddy. <laughs> I scored two tries in three straight games. In three minutes. To start a career. <laughs> and I scored in 51 seconds into my debut. It's Channel 9 heavy, obviously. Aaron Mullen hosts it. And How's uh, Aaron Mullen's Ricky Bobby hands going? They're controlled. They're good. They're good, 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 good. Now, Brad Fittler is the coach, and his mentors, and hear me out here, his forwards coach is Mark Geyer. MG, his, nice. His halves and, and, and backs instructor is Adrian Lamb. Oh, yeah. And then there's a person who I'm not familiar with who's the... Uh, Brad Fittler. <laughs> There's a lady who's the psychologist and, and keeps an oh, eye on their, on their mental state and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I guess what I didn't like was the cliches. And I know it's reality TV, so you have to have them. But basically, they had the drills. You know, they're running up a hill at four in the morning and that kind of thing, carrying each other on their backs. And you had Erin there. And I'm not knocking Erin. I really respect her. I really like her. They had Erin there with cheesy lines such as, come on, mate, this is your dream. You've got to earn it. And things like that. You only get one shot. Yes. And I thought they could have done without that kind of nonsense. They, they ended up, the episode ended up with um, like a nine on nine game, I think. Rookies against rookies. And it was actually pretty good. There's actually some talent there. They all have stories, which is a fantastic thing about reality TV. Some have had hard lives with uh, loss of family members and that kind of thing. There is lots of stories in built, so it's reality TV. We know that. And yeah. I, think it's, I think it's a good thing, but... I just hope they really handle it well as a television product more than anything. I'm not overly concerned with the rookie and how his life shapes out, you know, at this stage. I yeah. just hope it's handled well as a TV product because that's what it is. I don't know if Fox would go through this sort of like reality TV type show, maybe actually follow someone that's got some like pedigree in the NRL. Yeah. But it, it, it'll be interesting to see how that, how it goes because the management at Fox will watch this and see what works, what doesn't, and yeah. and it's really going to scope, or sorry, it's really going to shape what will pretty much go to air around the games next year. So hopefully we do see something like this following these players around, probably not in the in the game show-esque sort of style, but mm. 
yeah, I think there's definitely some um, definitely some growth there. My other concern was it, it debuted on the Go channel, and I'm, I know that digital television is in pretty much every house now. Yeah, but it wasn't on the actual Channel Nine network. So, oh, sorry, it wasn't on the Channel Nine channel. It was on the Go channel. Yeah. Yeah. And then after Origin on Channel 9, they had a replay of it, which I guess some people would have that's good. stuck yeah, around that's for. Good. But as I said, it was 11 o'clock at night, literally. So, Speaking of watching Rugby League late at yeah. night, etc. Yeah. Brooksy, I know what it's like, but I want you to inform our listeners who don't know what it's like to try and follow the great game, the greatest game, in another country, particularly the United States of America. As a traveller... And I'm sure, and I've spoken to one of our listeners, Paul. I had met him over in Toronto. Oh, cool. Great guy. Yep. We were discussing it, discussing about following the, following the games in Toronto. For him, he's got a subscription, the NRL subscription, which he can watch after the game has been played. So he can't watch it live, which is an issue. But at least he's getting to watch the matches. But for me, traveling, that I don't have the package over here because I've got Foxtel and I've got... TV, I've got Channel 9 at home, so there's no reason why I should buy a subscription for three weeks yeah. while I'm trying to enjoy my time over here. But the people that live here, the people, the millions of people and the billions of sports bars that it seems that are here mm. are frothing for sports content all the time. I just don't understand why the NRL, who is making so much money in the TV deal in Australia and New Zealand and potentially making some of it in England as well, aren't trying to promote the game of rugby league specifically in areas like San Francisco after the fact that Jared Hayne started playing here. Like, I spoke to people in San Francisco and no one knows of rugby league other than hearing it from Jared Hayne, right? Hearing his experiences and whatnot and the, the occasional clip and obviously Cam Inman was writing those articles for not only us but for, I think it was the San Francisco Chronicle that mm. he works for. I can't, uh, don't quote me on that. Mm. Um, I don't fact check like um, Michael Rappaport. Um, I, I do it time to time, but not while I'm on holidays. It was unbelievable like that the NRL didn't use that opportunity to go to, let's say, NBC Comcast or Fox Sports California or Fox Sports Bay Area and go, you know what, guys, here's two games, here's two games a week that we'll show. And obviously, you could give them the good games. Like, yeah. you don't have to give it to them live, but give them the really good games from the round just to promote it. This is like, you're playing with house money. You're getting billions of dollars from the Australian and New Zealand public. How about you turn that into developing the American fan base as well? They're forgotten. Like, I'm sitting here, yeah. and there's 40 TVs in this place. Oh, sorry. There's 30 TVs in this place, just on a quick count. I'm sure that there's not always live sport on. Yeah. And if we can just go, you know what, can you play rugby league in some of your downtime, play it for free. Yeah. Um, or give do a, a cheap deal, but get people watching it. Was Origin on last night on any of the cable networks? It was on Fox Sports here. I think Fox Sports won at 6 a.m. Western time, Schnapps. I think it was in L.A. at 6 o'clock. I'm not too sure if it was all over but but this is that my point isn't that schnaz it's like yeah that's origin like yeah that's that's something mm. that everyone will watch mm. but i'm saying control the content that's coming out here give them at least a game or two a week mm. but maybe give them a few more i know schedulers have a tough job trying to fill you know mm. the everything that's on but just give them content to show you're right i mean they make so much money from australia new zealand and england don't 
don't underestimate how much England pay for the NRL. Yeah. It's quite popular yeah. in certain areas. Hmm. They can definitely, as you know, in inverted commas, take a loss yeah. by giving them some content to Fox Sports America or ESPN yeah. or whoever. Yeah. On the provisor that maybe they promote it. You can have our products for virtually free, but you need to promote it a little bit. Maybe run some promos here and there, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. There, there will be no shame in that. And then when it becomes popular or, or more popular, then you can start charging some money. Jared Hayne was a freebie for the NRL. He wasn't playing NRL over here. He was playing NFL. But imagine if they went. Here is all the really good games from Jared Hayne. Look, hooked up the NRL hooked up with the Fox Sports Lab or something, and go, oh, can you tell us what, uh, statistically, Jared Haynes' really good games? Mm. Then they can go to the archives and give those games in a cut-down format, mm. maybe, I don't know, or play it in full, whatever, mm. and give it to them and show them. It would be amazing to see some of those games of Jared Haynes where he's, where he's just dominated. And then people become familiar with the sport. And it's... I, I spoke to numerous people that live live in San Francisco, and none of them saw it. Mm. None of them saw rugby league. Thing is, they should have they should have tried to flood those sport channels during the week as much as possible, mm. particularly like during happy hours and whatnot when the baseball season isn't on. You know, when there's not that much content, there's NBA at like seven o'clock. I, I think they've really dropped the ball here, the NRL, in terms of promoting it that year that Jared Hayne was here in America. We do know from experience, both personally and from what we've seen, when they have made little inroads in there, the Americans do actually like the sport. They love the contests and the clashes. They love it. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. They just need to start thinking about, like, America is a definite, you know what, we might not make any money, but we might get some fans. Mm. You know, you see see a lot of um, fans for South Sydney over here. And Paul who's in Toronto, is one of them. I don't know how he became a South fan. I didn't ask him that, but mm. they brought a game to Jacksonville. Yeah. Russell Crowe was promoting the Rabbitohs on talk shows, on Fallon, on yeah. Leno. Yeah. I, I can only assume that through that and through some people playing rugby league that they've gravitated towards the Rabbitohs and started following them. And there's, there's expats in every city, particularly the big yeah. ones. Oh, there's a league. There's a league that goes around in the East Coast and yeah. the West Coast. Yeah. Why aren't they doing more? Yeah, you've got so one. many people that don't make NFL, and and you've got rugby's very popular in Canada as well. Yeah, and you've got you know you've got the Wolfpack. Let's yeah. start like angling some. Give Rogers and give TSN some content, cheap content. Hey guys, the Wolfpack's coming to town. How about you get your fans motivated by showing you know some of our great games from the past. I just had a thought, Brooksy. I mean, why aren't the NRL latching on to the two American college teams who are out here in August? I think it's Hawaii and California. Why aren't they latching onto those unis and doing a bit of a bit of a swap, bit of a trade? Hey, we'll promote you out here through our clubs. You can promote yeah. our clubs over there. There'd be nothing maybe, stopping that. Maybe uh, New South Wales and Queensland is just the two states they want to occupy and, and dominate. Maybe. But... You know what? The AFL have got two teams in those both those states now, Schnaz. It's not like a total monopoly now. No. And that's where they, they need to start thinking outside the square. The AFL think outside the square, and that's why the AFL are better at promoting their sport than we are. But I'm just saying the AFL have been... Remember, I remember reading the ESPN book, and ESPN, when they first started, tried to get cheap content to show because they didn't have an... It was, 
it was like a locally based sports network, right? In Connecticut. And they tried to get cheap content. You know what they were showing, Shaz? When they first started ESPN? Aussie rules football. Yeah, right. And people remember that. Yeah. And and that's and that's the sort of thing that, that the rugby league needs to do. Sorry, I'm going on too much about this. This episode is going to be... Uh, people are going to have to start uh, doing laps around their workplace or... <laughs> no, they love it. What <laughs> or are you take the long, long road when we, hey, we listen to this. But we, yeah, we, we missed out last week because I was... I was sick and lots of stuff going yeah. on, so we apologise about that, by the way. But no, we're going, yeah. Brooksy. We're just happy that you're a you're alive. What a bonus! <laughs> B, you're having a great time. You're shooting yeah. moves. You're going downtown. We love it. It's and been amazing, Schnaz. Yeah, it's great. Oh, we're living yeah. we're living vicariously through you, as you are through me. I know. I've got some good news, Schnaz. I don't know if you want to add this to the uh, podcast, but okay, um, I've got a job working on the Olympics. You what? Yeah, I'll be working working during the Olympics, hopefully with uh, Channel 7. I'll be uh, doing a researcher role okay. for 21 days straight during the Olympics, uh, working with one of the hosts. There's five hosts that are going to be on at uh, exciting times. When are you returning, Brooksy? I return next Saturday, so I've got just over a week left. This I'm Saturday down or to... next Saturday? No, next, next. Another nine days. I'm going down to LA, Shnaz. I'm going to see... Anthony Jeselnik to stand up on the Saturday night in LA when I get there. That's cool. And your doppelganger, Mark Marin, another <laughs> podcasting podcasting fraternity. He's like yeah. the god one of the godfathers of podcasting. He will be on that night as well. Is that right? So hopefully I'll get a photo with Jeselnik, but if I can get one with Marin, that can be our new like Brooksy and Chanel. photo. We live the same life basically, <laughs> so it's great. So, yeah, if you guys are familiar with Mark Maron, that's pretty much schnaz in five years' time. <laughs> I hope so. In, in some regards, I hope so. Yeah, he's got a good show on Netflix if you, if you, check, if you want to check it out. And he's got a podcast, WTF, with Mark Maron. Yeah. Interviews, like, famous people. Really good. While yeah, you're anyway. spruiking things, what's our yeah. social media information for all those listeners out there? So, we're on Facebook, The League Life with Brooksy and Schnaz. We're on Twitter and Instagram, at LegalLifeNRL. You can catch us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Oh, oh. Penguins goal, 1-0. Oh. For everyone following on Ooh. delay. <laughs> Who is it? Is it Sid? No, it's Kessel. Phil Kessel. Good player. So, yeah, catch us on the social media. Shnaz, I will probably hook up with you at some stage next week after the next round of footy. Let's have a look at the... Next round of footy. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really looking forward to not being able to watch it. Um, <laughs> match day. Here we go. What do you uh, got? We got Friday night. Tomorrow night. We got Cam. Oh wait, what? Why is it Friday? Oh, hey, Cameron. It's, it's got. A, I'm going to give the uh, West Coast times here for everyone following in a, in in the US. Yeah. So Friday morning at 2.50 a.m., we've got Canberra and Manly from GIO Stadium. Hey, that'll be worth staying up for. 10 p.m., I'm guessing that's the early Saturday game we've got uh, on the Friday here. It's Warriors at home to the Broncos. Mm -hmm. Warriors got a few uh, tired Queensland Maroons there. I I don't mind that one. Okay, yeah. And then you've got the Cowboys up against the Knights. Oh, dear God. Yeah. Uh, that's Saturday at 12.30 a.m. Yeah. Um, Melbourne at 2.30 a.m. on Saturday morning for L.A. San Fran fans. 
is the Storm Panthers. Oh. You, you know the Panthers have never won in Melbourne down there. Wow. Oh, that's awesome. And, and Melbourne, I think it could Melbourne be their chance, 15, man. Melbourne have won 15 in the last 16. Someone's been writing the match notes for that game, eh? <laughs> <laughs> what better time to beat them than now, Schnaz? I think... Well, they have named... This is a great time to strike. Sohu Harris at halfback and my boy Kenny Bromwich at hooker. Wow. Whether that happens Bellamy's just taking the piss. He yeah, is, yeah, that's, yeah. I'm guessing Sunday afternoon, your time, 10, 11 p.m. Saturday night, we've got Roosters-Tigers, mm-hmm. what should be a battle for 15. And then Sunday morning at 1.30, we've got the... The Bunnies and the Titans from NIV Stadium over in Perth. Correct. Perth, we've got a game. Get out there, you sand gropers. And then Monday morning at 2 a.m., so Monday night football, I'm guessing, the Bulldogs and your Sharks. Mm. Looks like the Dragons have the Marcus by this week, Schnaz. So another two points coming our way. Ripper. I, I uh, unfortunately, those. the for and against doesn't change from yeah. 9 to 39. I don't mind those times. I don't mind those uh, West Coast times. If you're a raging alcoholic, well. then the NRL is for you. And that, <laughs> this is what I'm saying, Schnaz. Maybe we get the NRL in the bars here from mm. 10, 11 p.m. Mm. to 4 a.m. People drunk would love it. You and I could yeah. open a bar there and, and a rugby league bar in... Wherever you like, and we could market it. Come, come, spend the night with Brooksy and Schnauz, and we'll watch rugby league. I reckon West Coast would be amazing. I'm, I'm sure there's already some bars that would be doing something dodgy over the internet. Not dodgy, don't like just streaming the yeah, games. Yeah, yeah. I think definitely uh, there's something there to be said. NRL, like this is a good time slot for bar, sports bars. Maybe we can get those 11 o'clock, 10 p.m. games on some TVs over here. Brooksy, it's been my pleasure to talk to you from so, so far away. Please yeah. continue to drink American beer for me, as I will for you over here. We will talk to you very shortly. Again, we're sorry we went around last week. We know, we know that you missed us. We missed you. Keep tuning in the League Life. We're having a good time here, and we hope you are too. Follow us on social media. Stop and chat. We love it. And thank you again for all of your good wishes. Brooksy, take care, my friend. You too, Schnaz. It's been a pleasure. It's always good to catch up with you. And, you know, we all, we've all we done the league funny puns with our exits with see you, see you later, Moses and by, Marcus by. Mm. But I'm going to go with a basketball one here. I'm Andrew Bogout. I have nothing to contribute. <laughs> but I will see you, see you later. Take care. I'll talk to you soon. It's Matthew Della Vadova.